Hey everyone, I wanted to welcome you to Encounter Church. I'm Pastor Craig Rice. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. What's going on, Encounter family? Thank you for joining us right here. Hey, here's what I want you to do real quick is hit the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, let's share this, and let's see God do incredible things in us and through us. I'm going to go to the word here, and it's going to be found in the book of Mark, Mark chapter 4, 26 through 29. We're going to read it out of the New Living Translation. And before we do, I just want to kind of give you some background of where we've been and what we've been talking about uh, and the flow we've been in here. And that has been in this kingdom nurturing, naturing uh, vibe. And what we mean by that is simply this. We understand that what we are nurtured by becomes our nature. So if we are nurtured by the wrong things, then it produces the wrong things in our life. But if we are nurtured by the right things, the good things, the things of the kingdom, then we're going to see the fruit of the kingdom harvested in our lives because then it becomes our nature. So whatever is nurturing us becomes our nature. And with that thought in mind, let's go to the book of Mark. And Jesus also said, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scattered seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crop on its own. First, a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle for the harvest time has come. I want to talk in this flow today about kingdom momentum. Kingdom momentum. There's I want I want first to and foremost for us to realize that we cannot ever underestimate the power of sowing a seed. Jesus is relating this story to the farmer. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer. There's other places he says the kingdom of heaven is like seed, and uh, there's other places he said the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. And this in particular passage, he says the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer, one who scatters seed, one that sows seed on the ground, but doesn't really understand how the harvest is produced. His sole responsibility is to scatter and to sow the seed that he has been given. And I want to help you today, something like what the Apostle Paul said, and he said it like this in in, uh, Corinthians as he's writing to that church. He said that the kingdom of heaven is not just a lot of talk. It is living by the power of God. In other words, it's not just a bunch of speech. It's not just a bunch of hype. It's not just a bunch of excitement. But the kingdom of God is about power. It's about demonstration. It's about action. It's about doing. And the kingdom of God is not just a bunch of of talk. It's about living by the power of God. And there's momentum in that. So never underestimate the power of of sowing a seed. It may be small. It may seem like a small action, but sowing a seed matters. In fact, I came across a a story in the scriptures, and we're leading up into Easter, and so as we've been preparing for this and studying, I came across 
this in particular character that doesn't really get a lot of attention but plays a major role in the burial of Jesus. And that is found in Mark chapter 15 and 43. And the guy's name is Joseph of Arimathea. And there's what the Bible says. Joseph of Arimathea took a risk and went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Joseph was an honored member of the high council and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Joseph of Arimathea, some relate to him and say he was the secret disciple. He kind of followed in the fringes of what Jesus was doing, much like Nicodemus who uh, went to Jesus at night and wanted to know how to be born again. Joseph of Arimathea was kind of in the background, but he was a part of the Sanhedrin, the high council. And for him to go and ask for the body of Jesus from Pilate, the scripture says he took a big risk. He was denying, he was turning away from what he had been teaching and what he had been taught. He was literally changing his concept because the words of Jesus, the nature of the kingdom that Jesus had taught and how he preached and the miracles and the signs and the wonders and the love and the generosity and the things that Jesus did. The kingdom was not about speech. It was about action and what Jesus did finally got into Joseph of Arimathea. It was the moment that Joseph says, while I'm waiting on the kingdom of God to come, I'm going to take action. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to step out. I'm going to do something that no one else is doing. So when Jesus says that the kingdom is like a farmer who scattered seed on the ground, but he doesn't understand when or how the harvest comes up, the ground is the one that actually produces it. I want us to realize today that the power of you sowing a seed of the Word of God, of hope, of life, of of telling somebody about the miraculous change God's done in you, that the moment that you can just do something out of the goodness of your heart, out of a kingdom nature for somebody, never underestimate the power of the seed. Because there's people like Joseph of Arimathea who are waiting on the fringes, waiting for the kingdom of God to come. And all your responsibility to do is to sow the seed. There's a, there's a power in the kingdom momentum. Because in this moment, the disciples have just now seen Jesus die. They seem to have lost their momentum. It seemed like the wind got took, taken out of their sails. It seemed like, like it was over. It was done. In fact, the clouds come in. There's earthquakes. There's, there's, there's this... It, expression from the earth and from nature as the Savior dies. And Peter has denied the Lord. John has been at the cross weeping. The rest of the disciples are now going into hiding, and all of a sudden it seems as if what they had loved, what they had cherished, what they were so excited about now had died. And I want to help define that the kingdom is not about excitement The kingdom is about momentum because as the field shows us, as the farmer scattering the seed shows us, as the seed in the ground shows us, is that it takes time and it's worth waiting for. There's moments where you need to just sit back and wait. You sow, you plant, you do, you take action and then there's the waiting and 
as the seed begins to germinate within the soil, it begins to produce a harvest, and, and it takes time, but that's momentum because the seed begins to open up and then a blade comes forward and then a stalk and then the wheat and then it's ready to be harvested. It's not that it's planted and then overnight it grows. It's, it says that as the farmer waits day and night, the seed begins to produce where it was planted. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up on excitement that we forget about momentum. Excitement is the thrill of the moment. It's exciting. There are things that are exciting. It's, it's like when you, you first got married. That's exciting. And then a year in, you start realizing there's some things that uh, have dwindled the excitement. It's the excitement of having a new baby. And then a year in, it's the crying, and it's another dirty diaper, and it's another feeding, and it's carrying a heavy car seat and loading in and out of a car. And now the excitement that was there in the beginning is not so much excitement now. It's, it's the excitement of a new job. And then all of a sudden now you're actually going to have to work at the job that you were excited at. And excitement has a way of dying. Excitement has a way of dwindling. Excitement has a way of fizzling out. But momentum, momentum doesn't fade. Momentum only fades when we base it within the context of excitement. And Jesus says the kingdom is like a farmer who scattered seed. And there's momentum within the ground, within the soil. It's Joseph of Arimathea who sees the momentous moment of the kingdom while the disciples go into hiding, fearful, doubting because their excitement had died. They thought that this was the moment. They had just ridden with him through Jerusalem in the streets and people are singing Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They thought this is the moment he's going to take over Jewish government, over Roman government. Oh, he's, going to, he's going to become the king that we thought he was going to become. He was, he was going to make sure that we now have become the people that he designed us to become and he is our king. And then he dies. They're running, they're hiding, they're, they're, they're locking themselves behind closed doors. And, and the disciples go into this mourning because their excitement had died. Yet Joseph of Arimathea went into action because he saw his chance to embrace the kingdom in this moment. He was waiting for the kingdom of God to come as opposed to thinking that the kingdom of God had died with Jesus. He saw his chance. While Peter is denying, Joseph is waiting. There's a difference here. One is based on excitement. The other is based on momentum. And I want to say that here at Encounter, we want to see the kingdom thrive under momentum, not just excitement. The last two years, while every while everybody else was closing their doors and going online, we decided we were going to add more services. We, we, we wanted to make sure that this year we're going to add more campuses. We're going to hire more paid staff. We're going to own buildings. We're going to see kingdom advancement because the kingdom is not built or rooted in excitement. It is built and rooted in momentum. And while fear and doubt are a symptom of a lack of momentum, there is joy and peace that is the symptom of an abundance of momentum. John Maxwell actually says it like this. It's, 
It's never the size of your problem that is the problem. It's the lack of momentum. So maybe the question is, is how do I get my momentum back? How do I get back into this? And the reality is, is if we are more rooted in excitement and hype than we are in the momentum of the kingdom, we'll actually deny the power of the kingdom. Because the disciples watch Jesus die, and now all of a sudden they're powerless. Joseph of Arimathea seizes an opportunity to embrace the king and the kingdom in that moment. And he wasn't willing to watch the kingdom momentum die. He was going to now take action. And it was Joseph of Arimathea that actually took care of the body of Jesus and buried him, bought the linens that we find in Scripture. He's the one who actually takes the stone and puts it over the, the, the entrance to that This man was not willing to watch excitement die. He was willing to plant momentum and watch it grow. Momentum takes time. In fact, the power of momentum is often found in the waiting. And Jesus Jesus does this. He often spoke to his disciples about the kingdom of God. But I find that after he is resurrected, Jesus took time to continually preach the kingdom of God to his disciples. Why? Because he wanted to make sure that what they were being nurtured by became their nature, that they weren't willing to to go hide behind locked doors, that they weren't willing to give up and deny what they had experienced or who they were following because hard times came on them. He's like, I don't want what happened at the cross to happen again. And so he spent time nurturing them with a kingdom mindset so that the kingdom would become their nature. And the momentum of the kingdom is found in the waiting. In fact, as Jesus is getting ready to ascend to heaven, he tells them, I want you to go and wait in Jerusalem. Wait for the comforter. Wait for the spirit of God to come. Wait there. So 120 people united in prayer, joined together in an upper room. And they waited, and they prayed, and they made decisions, and they took action based on a kingdom nature. And during the waiting, and during the praying, and during the decisions, and during the, 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 the constant flow of momentum of the kingdom, there was a power that be, began to take over. In fact, as they began to pray, Suddenly, there was a wind that came from heaven, and it didn't come on the first day. It didn't come on the second or the third or the fourth. It it, it took time for them to pray and to wait, to make decisions, to have a kingdom nature before the Spirit of God ever came into that room. And when it did, it came in like a wind, and it appeared on top of them like cloven tongues of fire. And what I want to help you with is that the first prayer may not have seemed like it mattered. The first decision may not have seemed like it mattered. The first moment they stepped into that room may not have seemed like it mattered because it's small. It was was insignificant to them in the moment. And the longer they waited, sometimes it feels like the more insignificant it is. However, the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who spreads seed on the ground. And the momentum is within the ground to produce the harvest that the seed is there for. So in order to understand kingdom momentum, we need to realize that every prayer matters. Every second of waiting matters. Every moment of fasting matters. Every ounce of your being that you are connected to God and to people matter. It matters no matter how small you think it is. 
It matters. It matters to the kingdom momentum. Don't let the kingdom momentum die because you've rooted it in excitement, not in the power of living for God. So we have to understand kingdom momentum. And there's three ways that we need to understand it. Number one is this, that risk will be required. There's always going to be a risk that is required. It takes a risk for the farmer to sow the seed that he has. It takes a risk for Joseph of Arimathea to go to Pilate and and ask for Jesus' body. Number two is that beliefs will be challenged. And it's going to be questions like, is, this going to, is, is the crop that I've planted going to grow? Is, is Pilate going to deny me? Is the high council going to turn on me and kill me? Is What's going to happen? There, the belief has to be challenged. What I used to believe now, I can't believe anymore. What I used to believe about myself and about my situation, I, when I see it through the lens of kingdom momentum, I can't believe that anymore. And thirdly, it's that culture will be redefined. The culture of the kingdom will be redefined. It's not defined by excitement and hype. It's defined by momentum and power and demonstration and purpose. In fact, Jesus teaches them this in Luke 9, 60-62. And Jesus told them, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty, your responsibility is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. Another said, yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Do you see what he's saying here in, in Luke? He says, he says, the kingdom needs to be first. And if you are unwilling to keep your eyes on the prize. If you are unwilling to keep your hands on the plow and move forward, you're going to lose momentum. And I would rather somebody maintain momentum at a slow pace than to look backwards and kill the momentum. He's like, I, let, them, let them bury their own dead. Your duty, your responsibility is to take action. The kingdom of God is action. It is doing It's taking a risk. It's changing your beliefs. It's redefining culture. In fact, Luke 9 and 23, earlier in that same text, he said to the crowd, if any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Once again, it's not a lot of talk. It's action. It's doing. It's found in taking up and giving up. Giving up your own way and taking up your cross. It's making sacrifices. It's taking determined steps to continue the momentum of the kingdom. It's not about the excitement. Taking up your cross daily is not exciting, but it is momentum. Giving up your own way is not exciting, but it is making progress. Jesus reminds them in Matthew 19, verses 27 and verse 29, and then Peter said to him, we've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? Have you been there? Like, I've given up everything. Now, what do I get in return? Like, that's, that's just the culture that we're in. That's, that's kind of the, the spirit of, of the age right now. It's like, okay, I'll do this, but what do I get? 
I'll give that, but what do I receive? And Peter's having this, this, this moment, like I've given up everything, now what do I get? And then in verse 29 of Matthew 19, and Jesus says, And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. Do you see this? Because the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who scattered seed on the ground. It will produce a harvest, maybe not right now, but it will in the future. Never underestimate the power of sowing a seed. So if you've given up something, you've sacrificed, the question should not be, what will I get? But it should be, how much can I give? How much can I give up? How much can I lay down? How much can I let go of so that the kingdom of God can be my nature? The kingdom of God can be my nature. So I ask the question today, and I want to challenge you with this thought. What are you willing to give up to see the kingdom come? What are you willing to give up to see the kingdom come? If Jesus were to ask you for one thing, two things, three things, what would you be willing to give up? Can you say, like Peter said, I've given up everything to follow you? And maybe you have. Maybe, maybe you've given up everything. You've given up your old life. You've given up old friends. You've given up old relationships. You've given up old habits to follow Jesus. Maybe, maybe you have given up everything to follow him. Keep the momentum. It's not about the excitement. It's about the momentum. And following Jesus is exciting at first, but then we need to carry on the momentum because the kingdom does not die. The kingdom is constantly moving forward. What are we willing to today give up to see the kingdom come here and now? And I would challenge us today that that same voice of Jesus is calling us to go all in. Not partially, not half, not, not, not just a portion, but all in. We've given up everything. We've done everything. We've, done, we've followed you to the ends of the earth. We've done this. Jesus is calling us right now to go all in in the kingdom. Let's go back to Joseph. Joseph of Arimathea takes a risk and goes to Pilate and asks for the body of Jesus. And it says, while he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come, and then Pilate's kind of confused there in that scripture, and he's like, I, is Jesus already dead? And they confirm it, and he gives the body of Jesus to Joseph, and the Bible says that Joseph then carried the body of Jesus, and he took care of it. The momentum of the kingdom, a disciple of Jesus, is individuals that are willing to take care of the body of Christ no matter what. What happens? Did you catch that? The body of Christ is the church. And if we are going to build the church with kingdom momentum, then we need to take care of the body of Christ. The last few years has been a war on the kingdom. But I think that there is a disciple of Jesus that is watching, a follower of Jesus that will say, today I'm going to make a determined effort that I am going to build his church with kingdom momentum and I am going to take care of the body of Christ. That if anyone speaks ill of the body, I'm going to take care of it. If anybody wants to put it down, I'm going to take care of it. If it gets wounded, I'm going to take care of it. If it seems to be in rough shape, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to read to 
redefine culture. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to do the impossible, and I'm going to protect the body. And I'll say this today. We are going to build our church sowing one seed at a time. We're going to build it one fresh start at a time, one altar call at a time, one person at a time, one family at a time, one e-group at a time, one God encounter at a time. And the kingdom, in order for the kingdom to maintain its momentum, we need to realize that the kingdom is not about how much I can get, but it is how much I can give. It's not about what is self-serving, but it is what it is I can sacrifice. It's not what I can consume, but it is what I can contribute. The kingdom is giving and sowing and reaching and reaping and seeking and knocking and asking and finding and opening and receiving and healing. The kingdom of God with demonstration and power, Jesus says, go preach the kingdom. Go heal the sick. Go cast out devils. Go do the impossible through me and in my name. That is kingdom momentum and sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's tedious and sometimes it takes work, but we're going to build his church one seed at a time. And then David says it like this, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with the harvest. My question as I close this thought out today is what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for some big thing to reveal itself to you to let you know that you can do this? Are you waiting for some prophetic word? Are you waiting for someone to pray with you? Are you waiting for that text message? What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for some supernatural sign? Or maybe this is the moment. Maybe this is your sign today to remind you and let you know that this is the kingdom. And the kingdom is like a farmer who scattered seed on the ground. Maybe, maybe this is your moment to realize that you have everything it takes to continue to build kingdom momentum here and now. What is it that you're waiting for? Maybe on the flip side of this, maybe you're waiting for a promise. Maybe you're waiting for an answered prayer. Maybe you're waiting for hope. Maybe you're waiting for for, uh, that, that promise to be fulfilled. Maybe you're waiting. But while you're waiting, take care of the body. While you're waiting, take action. While you're waiting, do something. While you're waiting, be productive. Keep momentum going because the kingdom is not excitement. It's momentum. And momentum is where, what is going to take us from here to there as we build his church together. I hope today has blessed you. I hope that you have found that moment of encouragement and challenge and courage today to take this and to step out and do something brave, do something bold, do something courageous, do something you've never done before because the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who scattered seed. You're the farmer. You have the responsibility. You have the opportunity to scatter the seed that God's given you, and it's good seed. It will produce a harvest, and the harvest that you are waiting for will come to pass. Keep waiting 
keep the momentum alive and keep following Jesus. If you're watching this today and you've never followed Jesus, you've never said yes, or maybe you've, you've been in a crisis of faith for a few years and, and you've walked away and you haven't been as faithful or, or as longing for his presence as you used to, I, I want to just encourage you here. We call it a fresh start, and I'm encouraging you to take that fresh start today. Whether it's your first time or, or you're coming back, I want to pray for you. And at the end of this, I want you to direct message us, send us an email, go to our website, EncounterIdaho.com, fill out a form, let us know that you gave your life to Christ today. It's the beginning of an incredible journey that your life will never be the same. It's going to change you entirely. And that may seem scary at first, but I'm telling you, I promise you, it's the best journey you will ever step foot on. It's a journey that ends with hope and promise and life and joy and fulfillment and peace. That's the journey that Jesus is calling you on today. So I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the time that we have shared in this and the momentum that you are giving us in this season. And I am praying now that you would do a great work in those that are listening and watching online today, that you would increase them, that you would bring favor in their life. And today, God, we want to just tell you that we're going to give you our life. We're making this pledge, this commitment, this dedication of our life, and we're giving our lives to you today. We're saying yes to your kingdom. We're saying yes to the momentum that you have brought us into. And so today we're asking that you would forgive us of our sin, that you would create in us a clean heart and renew in us a right spirit, that you would, you would take us from where we are and lead us into better things. So today, we give you our life, and we ask that you become our Lord and our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made that fresh start with me and you have made a decision to follow Jesus, first time or all over again, direct message us. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to this channel. Follow up with us because we want to send you some things. We want to connect with you. We want to see God do the impossible in your life and through your life. Hey, thanks for watching. Thanks for following. Thanks for seeing the kingdom come to pass in your life. Thank you for allowing Jesus to nurture you so that the kingdom becomes your nature. This year, let's build his church together. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow Jesus to transform your soul. We pray that you have an amazing week. Thanks again for being a part of the Encounter Church family. God bless you.